Today we have a special episode. We are at the Share Tribe, this Finnish company, and here to talk about Share Tribe and about himself is Antti Virolainen. Welcome, Antti Virolainen. Thank you. How are things going? Pretty well. Pretty well. It's uh, well going going towards the summer, getting uh, the team growing, getting things rolling. So all, all areas are actually quite quite nice at the moment. Okay, so briefly talk about. What's your role in ShareTribe and what exactly is ShareTribe? All right. So I try <laughs> to be question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star. Try yeah. to be concise. Just just for the listeners that don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I st- start with the ShareTribe actually, although it's not the simplest always to explain, but it might st- still be simpler than my role currently. Um, so at ShareTribe, we try to help entrepreneurs start their own online market-based business and make it very easy, the technical part. So if, if say, you have an idea of building your own Airbnb for renting bikes in Helsinki or finding dog sitter services in Turku or, or something like that, you want to make some peer-to-peer service possible and make a marketplace website online, you previously needed to code that yourself or pay somebody to build it up for you which was uh, took a long time and required a lot of money so we build uh, like a platform uh, with ShareTribe so you can get started in one day and uh, define what your site is about and let people start trading with each other on your site so could one say you're basically platform for platforms yeah Yeah. kind (laughs) of meta platform so nowadays people talk about platform anything being a platformer people create and the interactions create the value not the platform creator yeah mm. so if you are our client of share tribe you can set up a site but you just make the uh, frames for people to come there and sell their items or rent their things okay and and briefly what's your role yes of so, today uh, I'm uh, the other co-founder and uh, officially COO is the title uh, but I do a lot of uh, stuff regarding uh, the daily arrangement, uh, the team hiring, uh, finances, accounting, uh, kind of keeping the office space rolling, a uh, little bit of coding still, not so much as I used to do, um, quite a lot of talking with clients, sometimes doing support cases, so so a little bit helping always where the biggest bottlenecks seem to be. All right, and I was actually here when there was this startup crawl, yep. and you, I, I briefly heard that you have quite interesting story behind how this all got started. But it, exactly when this, when does this uh, idea come to your mind, and when did you start to build this? Yeah, there. Yeah, we shared shared a bit of the story that uh, that startup crawl, and um, and it goes back to two thousand and eight. I was studying at. Uh, the Helsinki University of Technology at that time in Otaniemi, and yeah. uh, good old Tech Oko. Yeah, <laughs> so we Those times. Have, haven't heard about it's only Alto. Yeah, yeah, haven't heard about Alto at that point, and <laughs> only vaguely heard about Facebook and stuff. Like at, I think 2007, people started joining there. So 2008 spring, um, uh, me and my friend Juho needed the place to do a master's thesis, and we noticed that. Actually, you sent me a message that, hey, you're also looking for master thesis place and the computer science lab is starting a big five-year research project. They're building like a new media, social media services on, on campus. So we could go there and code something like Facebook, something something cool and what's needed in the future. So we joined the project 
and there they actually had already an idea that let's build something where people can ask help from other students at the campus. Mm. Uh, so, so we kind of got started with an idea, didn't invent it at that point, but we just joined the project. We were hired to be research assistants, and in practice it meant that we co started coding that service. And the research project's idea was to then do research on people, how they use that, like what do they ask help for and where they can help others, and, and more like a sociologic search on that. But we built from 2008, we started in 2009, we launched a service called Kassi, which yeah. is kind of short from campus sourcing. That was the research project <laughs> yeah. name at first. <laughs> and we launched that at campus and it became a, a more like a marketplace for campus. So in addition of asking and offering help, you could sell your own course books or you could rent your student apartments or you could borrow tools to fix your bike. So there was a lot of like this uh, student neighborhood activities going on through that. Many activities that uh, previously took place in the news groups, but we kind of build a web interface for for those needs. Okay, and at that point when you started out, how how good of a programmer were you, and and how did you acquire those skills? So basically, I'm just uh, thinking about uh, if a student is now kind of thinking that yeah, I could actually create my own kind of platform, whatever it is. Um, how good good of a programmer were you? Because I see that sometimes these uh, student projects just go go to downhill because they don't have the correct skills skill level at that point. What would you say to that? Uh, I did focus a bit on programming during my studies, but I studied in the information networks program, so I wasn't yeah. in the computer science where I could kind of fully s s focus on that. So information networks included also business studies, communication studies, and, and so it's kind of a mix. But I took a little bit more programming courses than what was the default. And uh, I had been interested a bit on that, so I had some intro course already in high school, but it didn't get, get very far. But during the studies, I was always interested in that, and I did a few summer jobs at CSC in Keilaniemi, included some Perl programming, and yeah. then I had some Java courses behind me, but I definitely wasn't like uh, when looking back now not not very skilled yeah. and we started we chose uh, ruby on rails as the framework to use in the project uh with nobody knowing it beforehand <laughs> so yeah, we kind of start, started learning what by doing <laughs> well that's yeah, a good way. That, that, that yeah. Is, but that's quite often the case yeah yeah, yeah truly when you start with the new framework and from that on you started uh with the cassi but how did you how did you then start to think this as a business? And and can I ask you, when you were starting that research project, did you have in mind kind of idea, yeah, maybe I could do this and make a, make a own product from it? Mm, uh, actually, no. So so during the studies, I most of the time I was pretty lost, like what I want to do <laughs> when I when I'm uh, uh, graduating or when I'm old, and. Uh, uh, until the like like entrepreneurship wasn't the big option for me maybe because I didn't have very clear image of what it would be or and the image was kind of based on stories of it take consuming all your time and stressing you out a lot and you have to like uh, be somehow very dedicated uh, for that 
and um and that's not the case <laughs> uh yeah yeah i would say say say, say it's it's not uh like um or i kind of feared that it yeah it would overwhelm me, you yeah somehow overwhelming and i actually remember a fun fun uh, short story about high school that uh, i was thinking then where, where where to go to study and like maybe last year there and uh on psychology les- lesson i was thinking that this is the psychology i also like a lot to learn but i also like technology and physics and mathematics and then i thought that maybe if i would uh, build robots i could combine those two like yeah, kind of think yeah. about consciousness but still do something technical yeah, yeah. and i remember thinking that uh well there are no companies doing robots in finland only somewhere in japan so i would need to move there which i don't like so yeah. much the idea at that time or i would start uh, need to start my own company about robots in finland which i also didn't like at that time because i thought it would be so overwhelming and difficult and stressful so so i kind of forgot that idea and during student times i planned to become uh, that that probably i will join some development company like reactor or futurizer or something where many people uh, at that time many friends were going and they had a very good reputation so that was like maybe the plan a mm. and uh, i actually remember also reading about uh, zen robotics at that time and that that i also had in mind that maybe, yeah, maybe go right. to program oh, yeah. there and actually now there are uh, robotics companies in finland Okay, so mm-hmm. so you you kind of just ended up here. So where was the turning point then? Was Who did even, you? Yeah, yeah, was this even a plan B or C or D or? <laughs> uh, yeah, it it uh, got the place of plan A at some oh, point yeah, yeah, during yeah. the years. Uh, so it happened between uh, two, two, 2008 and 2009. At, uh, 2008 You're good and with the numbers. I don't remember though. <laughs> like, <laughs> if somebody recalls something from my memory, I was like, oh, I don't remember what year it was. It was back then. Shadow with time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually think the same for many people when they refer some years, yeah. but these years I somehow remember. Maybe okay. I've been also telling the story, but I, I remember yeah. also that I graduated in 2010, so it must have happened yeah. before that. Okay. And uh, and one big factor there probably actually was uh, the events organized by Alto Entrepreneurship Society, because uh, I didn't know many entrepreneurs before that, but I went to these events, so I still had some spark or some interest that I, I want to go there and listen. And I t- uh, listened to their stories and talked with the people and then kind of found out that actually it doesn't sound like they are like totally stressed and... Uh, and not sleeping well and consuming all the hours at the office so actually i could like somehow feel the similarities between those people and and the image changed the more positive so so the personal feeling of what it would be then also the overall feeling how, how people talked about entrepreneurship it started to actually sound quite cool mm. and the freedom was an important part for me that it kind of held also the promise of being able to set yourself what you do and where and what time and back then, Alto yes, wasn't that big, and actually they were uh, creating this kind of. It, it was different back then because now, now I think like startups and uh, entrepreneurship is much more held in like positive picture. And thanks, many thanks to Alto yes and student and, organizations yeah. Yeah, and like that, community. and and yeah. of course, Finland in general is kind of changing the idea of entrepreneurship. But back then. Uh, how many people were even thinking about this ca- career path? Was this still kind of uh, thought as like, um, yeah, these are the weird guys who go there and stuff like that? Yeah, it definitely wasn't mainstream. So so I maybe spotted the poster on some wall about the Alta ES events and, or, or some, the Facebook group or something. 
and they were not that big events with that that kind of uh, uh, fame, fame and uh, and uh, saunas and pools around that they are nowadays. So I think it was in the downstairs of of um, this uh, KY Alakertsi or something like that, oh, yeah. and some uh, free pizza yeah. and beer and and yes. people. <laughs> and so so yeah, th- those that. have been that was a good strategy. <laughs> important part. I like that strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they got got me in, and and yeah. it really played an important role. This changing my mindset so it wasn't so widely popular but it was kind of a among few friends we started talking about that and also the like app stores and stuff just came out and we thought uh, could we make some app there because yeah. there were some success stories about those and uh, and we actually participated uh, with with Juho in one uh, competition organized by Sonera where we did a small app called Late No More where the idea was that co- connecting uh, the mobile location, the operator location by Sonera, which was the kind of assignment that used our APIs to something and make up useful services. So we connected uh, that location service with the route planner uh, from um, the Helsinki regional yeah, traffic. Helsinki region, yeah. And then it would send you a text message. Uh, uh, yeah, Google Calendar was the third service. So it would send you a text message before, when you need to leave uh, to your next appointment and which bus you should take. <laughs> so basically same thing that Google now does now automatically. Yeah, nice. So we tried to be earlier on there <laughs> and we, we pitched that in. We won the Sonora competition, which gave us a lot of confidence. And then we pitched it in one Alto AS event. And there we got contacted by the Tekes people to get oh. some Tuli funding. Oh. Uh, I think it was Teemu Seppälä that time yeah. from, from Tekes. And, and we got some like few thousands to find out the commercial viability of this idea. Then we did small project with some company with that and find out that, okay, it wasn't very viable and the pricing for the Sonar services was too high. And and yeah, it, it didn't seem plausible. Uh, but we have heard about the bootcamp, so which later became Startup Sauna. And we planned applying there with Late No More, but when we find out that, okay, this might not work as a business idea, then the, actually the plan B to apply the bootcamp was then that, hey, we have this Gossi and it has a few yeah. thousand uh, users yeah, at the campus. Yeah. So, so we applied with that actually. And how did that continue there? Yeah, so luckily at that time, Startup Sauna was no, also not that big as it's nowadays, nowadays yeah. so it was a little bit easier for two guys from a research project with you, yeah. uh, some, some users at the campus, we, so we got into the program. And that time it was mostly almost all Finnish teams. But it was also very helpful for us that that's like we were not maybe fully committed at that point, but we were very interested to discover if, if this could have, could be made as a business. And the research project also was about to end soon, and they decided to publish it with open source license. So we were kind of had the situation that we anyway need to figure out something to do soon. We have this uh, product that we've uh, built. We know how it works. It's open source, so we can basically do whatever we want with it. and. Uh, so, so it was, there was very many factors pushing up, up uh, us towards the direction that maybe we should try to sell this product. When did this then happen that you actually started uh, the business? How, 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 how much from the boot camp and how, how much work did you uh, did it take to go this far? Let's say. Uh, yeah, the 2010 spring was the boot camp. We were still full time in the project, but there we kind of confirmed that yeah. It, it makes sense. We want to try it. Let let's sell this to other universities. That we have like one good case from from the Otaniemi, oh, yeah. and then, then it like expanded to Aalto at that year. And uh, 2011, uh, the 
research project was going to end, so they had a little bit less money to pay for developers. We still got a contract uh, from January to May, three, three days a week. So then we had two days a week off, which we could use to uh, start selling our product. So we started calling uh, other universities and explaining that, hey, we have this kind of marketplace, works well here, would you be interested to buy it as a service? And uh, it, we also drove around southern Finland, meeting a lot of universities and uh, universities of applied sciences and, and some companies. So, so we actually got a lot of meetings, but mm. we didn't get any deals. So everybody <laughs> was interested, but it was very hard to convince the people behind the budgets to, to make any changes there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, we usually talk in Altoas and, and and maybe why we are doing things that we are doing in Altoas is because we want to teach and give people uh, a place to share, uh, you know, their their basic business um, business ideas and business skill sets, if you could say so. Uh, I was just wondering that that you know how much did the the startup sauna or was it bootcamp program? back them teach you what did it gave to you how much did you learn just by doing or just by googling and that kind of stuff mm. it it's good good question and it's a little bit hard to know like yeah. uh i think i've been googling a lot all the all the career yeah, and all course. the studies and and stuff and wondering how programming was possible before Google and... Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so. that's why I'm currently thinking. How, how would anyone do that? Yeah, yeah, like looking in the books yeah. and... Yeah. yeah. But but it, it works similar thing, like there is a problem, let's let's Google and somebody maybe had it. So it, it works in programming and it works in many entrepreneurial cases, like how to do the taxing system in EU and a lot of complicated stuff. It's yeah. explained somewhere or there's places where you can ask or somebody ask it. So. So a lot of things you can learn while you go. And I definitely, when we started, we didn't know what, what all, all the information that we need. We still are very unaware of many things that we know that we need to figure out at some point, like, for example, tax support in different countries and stuff. We just know that, okay, we solve it when we need to, and we can figure it out then. But now we're going with a simpler solution. So, yeah. so basically starting small and not worrying too much about everything that you at some point might need to know. It, it helps. Yeah. yeah, maybe I was wondering just, uh, you know, how much does uh, one benefit from uh, being a part mm, of yeah. different kind of programs or being a part of startup society? Yeah, yeah, true, true. I kind of missed the original question going to Google side. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, but uh, for us, the main value, now thinking back, was to get the confidence and kind of have time dedicated, especially as otherwise we would have been still in the research project. So we needed to kind of, kind of dedicated time to plan plan the project. I think it's no different because there are more dedicated yeah. teams coming in. Yeah. Uh, we also got a lot of uh, good information, like what would it take? Like we wouldn't didn't have any idea. So it kind of gave us the feeling that, okay, we can, we can figure out the things that we don't yet need. And we got also there a lot of info about how the financing might work, what kind of systems are there. And also as a funny anecdote uh, on the lesson about legal stuff and NDA contracts and stuff we kind of talk that like yeah it sounds so very complicated to be kind of paranoid about every leak of information and could we do it the other way around like let's try to keep everything public and we started this uh, avoinuritus.fi yeah. blog it's like open company and then we wrote like a year before we had any company we wrote about uh, what if companies would be totally public with all, all their data yeah so it started like more as a thought experiment, but we also tried to use many of those principles when we actually started the company. Okay. All right. 
Hey, uh, I think we have quite missed whole share tribe. So yeah, true. Let's huh. go. Let, let's go to the share tribe section of the show, so to say. So, what? How? How exactly does share tribe work? How do you gain money from that? And how, what? What? What kind of customers do you have? Many questions in one bundle. <laughs> That's all, always my style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I probably start answering the one, and then yeah. I stop, and then, yeah. then you can. Then I ask it again. Mixed. Yeah, yeah. We have time. <laughs> <laughs> um, basic idea is that uh, a person who wants to start the marketplace website uh, can come to sharedrive.com and click start and choose the name and address for for the site, and then start. Uh, deciding there it's like a online editor for for the web page that yeah. you choose choose the name and the slogan and write instructions to your users you upload a logo and put graphics and choose color and then you make like categories if it would be like for bike rentals in Helsinki so it's, to use as an example you could put there like mountain bikes or street bikes or whatever you kind of set the uh, things up by via the online editor yeah I heard some example uh marketplace was some kind of makeup makeup uh, yeah. marketplace was it from spain actually? yeah yeah which is uh, there there are funny examples a lot like this uh, marketplace for used makeup in spain which sounds like a weird idea that wouldn't come come to my mind but they have a lot of transactions a lot, lot of trades happening so apparently like teenagers not so much money in in spain they want to try different things or sell something that they don't use so there is actually demand for this kind of niche marketplace Okay, is it that people are so interested about this stuff and actually are creating as an individuals many marketplaces that actually this can be available business? Yeah, so so we make money at the moment from uh, monthly uh, payments. So that if you start a site, then there is like on average one hundred dollars payment uh, per month okay. to us, and then you as an entrepreneur can make money by charging a commission, like a service fee, similar model as Airbnb works, that people sell each other makeup and then they pay like 10% fee to the site. Okay. So so there are, uh, th- that's a good question. Are there enough entrepreneurs yeah. starting these for, for us uh, to be, be viable? So now we have a little bit less than 600 clients on the monthly subscriptions. So it covers uh, already a bit more than half of our costs but we're still not cash flow positive and so there is quite quite a way to get there but uh, definitely in the beginning uh, or <laughs> in the beginning as i said we started focusing on universities who just didn't buy this uh, eventually so it was a bad idea but but we pivoted <laughs> to, to <laughs> yeah yeah we learned because some entrepreneurs contacted us that hey you have this marketplace platform but could <laughs> i use it to customize to my needs and then like yeah maybe we should actually do that so we focused <laughs> on that yeah. and and since then it has been growing so people who it's actually the one important lesson that if we sell the nice to have product to universities, it's very hard. We got few clients in a few years, like two years and five clients or something like that. And then if we do something that actually solves a problem for the entrepreneurs who don't have a big budget and don't know how to code, so then they actually Google and find us. We we are we don't need to drive around anymore. We, yeah. we just need to now be found yeah. easily. Now people find you from the internet, and then. Share tribe, as you said, it's open source. I think yeah. it uh, it possibly is because you started it with open source code. But is there any kind of uh, idea that 
everything should be open source or was it just totally because you wanted to have it or is there any kind of ideological yeah background ideological background in that, background in that. Yeah. so in the in the start it helped us to uh, pick the code we did in the research project it probably would have been possible otherwise also but then there would have been some licensing to alda or something so so they chose a very permissive uh, open source license uh, so it means also we could be able to make future versions with closed source if we want uh, it also means that our clients or anyone can take the code and develop it further and make closed source versions. So it's very offers a lot of freedom. So we wanted to keep it open source, and there are a few reasons. Like partly we want to like ideologically also promote openness and sharing, mm. sharing economy, which is also the name <laughs> of the field where we work. Yeah, of course. And um, so so we want to share, uh, make it more accessible for anyone to start building marketplace from what we have and not, not to start from zero. Uh, also practically there is, it's very good for our sales also because when entrepreneurs start a business, they don't want to lock in the single vendor. Mm. So uh, they start with us uh, knowing that they can get their data and they can get the code if they want. So if they want to change their site to something that we don't yet support, they can export everything, move to their own server and continue building. So they have this kind of freedom to operate. But, so knowing that they want to start with us because they know that it's much quicker to set it up and they can estimate their costs very well because they know our monthly pricing. Have you heard like any cases where, for example, uh, if one customer takes their data and, and you know, uh, maybe after a while contributes back to you with different kind of suggestions and, and code? Uh, we have gotten some code contributions, uh, not very many, and we haven't yet been also encouraging them okay, yeah. because there is usually a challenge that, that they would need to be done very generic way so that mm. they don't confuse any of the 600 marketplaces and usually customers are more motivated to do them in the simple way that works for them. Yeah, of course. So in the future we plan to solve it by making a, like a plugin system and API so that people can extend the core product without messing with an internals. Just and like the WordPress. Works, yeah, yeah, that example. idea. Yeah. yeah, is that is is it the idea kind of uh, built this kind of like similar to WordPress that this would be would be the platform to do marketplaces. Yeah, and kind of that's commu- community, open source community around it. Just like if I wanted to build a blog, yes, I would post it on WordPress. And if I wanted to create a kind of marketplace, I would go to Share Tribe. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely a, the idea and WordPress has been one of the good examples for us using the open oh, source yeah. business model in the WordPress com you get the easy bo- solution where you pay something for the extra services or then you can download it and uh, change it any way you want so it's definitely so it's shared tribe can, can you just download it and put it to your own service yeah, no. yeah. yes you can yeah for free yeah Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I'm starting my own. <laughs> Eros. <laughs> Energy drinks or something like that. All right. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> um, talk about the day-to-day work at ShareTribe. What is the culture? What is the vibe around here? Would you say relaxed or more hyper-focused or <laughs> what, what would you expect if you were work, working here for example <laughs> that's a good question um, well we uh, def- as I said said uh, earlier where I was afraid of entrepreneurship being something that consumes all your mind and is the only thing in your life so we value value the balance also a lot so I would say it's in that sense we ho- hope it's to 
aim aim for being relaxed but focused uh, to combine your your elements there that not not working over hours but try to work focused of, uh, we have a lot of discussion of what is actually the wisest thing to do like uh, focus on doing the right thing then we rather than being very uh, fast at doing a lot of stuff yes so trying trying to work wisely and um, be uh, iterating like uh, we have a lot of like retrospective meetings like what we did uh, how could we improve that uh, so try to it, uh, improve our process all the time and try to enable anyone in the team to make a decision on their behalf so quite a trying to be kind of self-organizing in that sense also mm. okay mm. and and i get a sense that you m- would more value the kind of progress that you're d- doing rather than just checking how many hours have you been working this yeah. week yeah i think that's quite common in in kind of i think technical um, yeah, workplaces think so. because for example programming can like 20 minutes of work can be all of a sudden the whole works kind of like you to suddenly fix something or you find a find a bug that you can fix so i think that's really interesting and and some some companies are kind of driving that way that we are actually measuring you more on on the side what you're doing not not on the our our side uh we have been talking uh, a lot about teamwork and and basic facts of of what what Prime's team to be at their best during these talks in this podcast and I actually have got a couple of questions about teaming and teamwork I think at the moment uh, you do not have to like diverse team here uh, okay, so uh, that you're like mostly uh, stereotypical white coder men I guess uh, do you think being a diverse team is like a value for you are you kind of trying to do something about it or does it matter in this kind of and team? are we wrong <laughs> is this More just o- outsider's yeah. perspective uh you're you're quite correct in like team setup like yeah. uh, as you can see, see from the team base that there are very many smiling white faces <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, definitely would be nice to have like some more gender balance. Like um, especially with uh, coders, it's uh, much less uh, women in in the coding business. Uh, although there are some, uh, but definitely like initially we started hiring mostly through connections. So asking people that, that yeah. were in the team that hey, do you know people that might be interested? And we've been able uh, all of the coders actually have been coming in through through that channel. And unfortunately, there hasn't been connections to uh, women <laughs> as coders. Yeah. Although we discussed things like, okay, how many do, do we know anything from school? So, so it has been discussed at some points. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. we had uh, higher hopes when this year we hired people to marketing and, and support, and that okay, at least uh, in, we got applications from from um, uh, men and women. Uh, but then, then uh, most. Uh, Candidates, for example, in the support uh, in the final round were men, so mm. so we kind of didn't want to emphasize that too much either. So so we wanted to get the most suitable people yeah. there, and uh, so hoping to grow the diversity in gender-wise, also. But we also haven't felt is like like of course it gets it's easier with a small team. Like if we were 50 men and then joining us first, yeah. it's harder yeah, than with 15. So so hopefully true. we we get there. But luckily there is some other variations like with with cultures so 
we are 15 people and uh, four are now from somewhere else than Finland. Okay. Yeah. So. yeah. But I think that's the important stuff because uh, there's a lot of talk that usually just, you know, the same minded engineers start to build some uh, company and they don't realize the different theologies of the company and different people's mindsets because they are kind of agreeing on everything. Yeah. So you you still have the culture differences. So I, I think that's really important. You, I think uh, values are created by company culture. And I think uh, maybe you haven't thought company culture that much. I might be wrong uh, because this is still quite a small company. But actually does Share Tribe have kind of company culture, some basic values which you have created sort of say when when this company grows and becomes the next facebook of marketplaces to keep keep the kind of company alive and kind of in in the same page do you have or something like that yeah yeah i think we have thought uh, quite a lot maybe maybe even about the culture and that's something that we me and me and you since the beginning have been very interested so we wanted to create a great workplace also for ourselves and employ ourselves in a very motivating way and yeah. we want to offer that that for others too and um, uh, we wanted to discuss the culture with the whole team so we have had few sessions um, many times with uh, like uh, like every six months we have been doing like a cottage trip with the whole team hmm. which has been a good like two days away from the office think about things and especially last winter we talked a lot about our purpose so kind of formulating that why, why do we exist and made it kind of a three three main points being that we want to uh, foster the sharing economy help it ha- happen more help peer-to-peer services happen more uh, be- because often uh, enhances recycling enhances people meeting each other so there are many uh, good benefits from people creating marketplaces helping peer-to-peer services happen and on the other hand, we want to like democratize the ownership of these platforms. So not only Uber with billions of venture capital can, can do a marketplace for drivers, but some people could start it with a very low budget and maybe like drivers of Helsinki could, <laughs> could make their own, own Uber and own it yeah. and share yeah. the, share yeah. the uh, value created more uh, evenly. And then the third part of our purpose actually was to create a great company to work at and kind of set, set example there. So, so we definitely give some thought, thought of that. And um, also setting the values we have been, I think it's nine values that we listed about things, um, our customer happiness being one, which is quite common in yeah. service companies yeah. and being honest, fair and kind, kind of in, in all, the, which helps in kind of our communication tone and, and in difficult situations uh, or decisions, striving for positive impact, encouraging experimentation, but also trying to finish things, which has been something that we've been actually challenged, uh, or we kind of added that at some point when we noticed we st- everybody <laughs> wants to start a lot of things, but yeah, we that's, must that's usually. watch ourselves yeah. to finish things. Yeah, yeah of course. And uh, so we have been listing listing many of the values, and, and I think it's uh, has been doing very good for the culture that everybody has been involved in those uh, discussions. Those. Yeah. yeah, has it been hard to talk about? those kind of things or have you had like hard moments uh to build the trust between your employers and yourself um it has been a lot of 
like discussion takes a lot of time yeah, of course but we've ended up with results that uh, I think people have felt very good about so so mm. reserving enough time for those discussion has been vital because uh, getting getting to quick solutions usually doesn't work yeah and definitely um, agreed and definitely now like uh, deciding what to build next is a question that almost everybody has some opinions yeah. so we did last cottage trip just a few few weeks ago and talked a lot about like the strategy a bit, bit longer term like mm. what are the next bigger things and and we noticed that that's a that's a challenge that everybody is involved with the product on some angle and uh, we're still also improving the ways how to discuss that and how to get uh things going fast but also in a way that uh, everybody has has their say you actually mentioned uh, about values creating place a good place to work in in comparison okay you you don't have that much experience working from some let's say bigger corporation but you were working at csc in comparison kind of startup versus nah, let's say bigger corporation what's the experience mm, the freedom freedom is is very important like personally also for me yeah. and there is like a uh, one that was one, one motivating factor also to start the company actually I think during my exchange year uh, 2007 so before for starting this I read a lot, lot about people traveling the world uh, and uh, working at the same time so being totally remote and kind of had dreams of maybe doing that someday and and I've been able to travel now a lot with the company working from abroad and we also want to allow that for our people so some have been using it more some have a little bit less uh, but definitely I haven't been so much in, in big corporations as, as you just noted like sometimes we've been thinking uh, with you how that have been uh, in the real work <laughs> at all because we yeah. kind of started quite straight from studies yeah uh, but we have been people who have been in the bigger companies also bringing good practices from there also then trying to uh, modi- modify our culture to have those things that were not existing in the earlier places so um, we've heard about those things and then kind of feel that freedom that now we are 15 people and basically we can anybody can suggest things we can get together and think is this a good idea or not so there are very little like a friction or bureaucracy or things slowing down so if something needs to be changed and it's a good idea then we can do it quite immediately yeah yeah you're quite agile in this point yeah point of, point of sheer drive um just this kind of final topics i was curious about because I'm from a technical background as my, uh, myself, but I'm interested in startups and possibly uh, if the time is right and if I have a good idea, possibly starting my own. But I I still get a sense, kind of fear in my in my kind of uh, cognition that because I'm from technical side, I don't know the business side too well. Is it hard? for technical guy coming from kind of yeah day-to-day life is programming and problem solving to actually go and kind of change your mindset and go to this entrepreneurial uh, field so to say so what would be the advice for those guys who are actually technical but are thinking actually starting their own company was it hard for you you still had some like business thoughts from the information networks yeah some some business studies but they definitely we both were a bit more technically oriented yeah and not not kind of a sales guys so to say and 
it might have been related that we started in January the selling uh, and we got the first client in August. So <laughs> like, uh, and then we were like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> so we could have figured out that this is maybe not so easy sales are, but yeah. we also expect that we are maybe learning. So, so you can definitely lear- learn while you go. Um, but would you recommend that? Would you recommend people just perhaps somebody who knows sales or marketing or any any kind of business or to go to work for for a different company first and then to build their own yeah uh good questions like i cannot easily experiment with alternative yeah. histories so we didn't do that much we had had an advisor who was from a bigger company uh, trying to sell help us with the b2b sales when we still tried to sell to the companies but it didn't make a big difference so which we later figured out that also selling to big companies wasn't a good idea so the help might have been good but product market fit, fit wasn't there uh, so uh, I, I it might have speeded up us in the beginning to have somebody who knew, knew the stuff so uh, maybe maybe but but I don't know <laughs> yeah. uh, but it isn't definitely this path also worked for us just mm. trying to do it ourselves and also now we hired a experienced guy in marketing like last uh, February and and feel that uh, he has been having a good approach about growth experiments advertising and things so definitely putting more uh pace to our marketing so it has been a very good thing maybe something that we should have done already earlier so it's it's also hard for me as from technical background somehow sometimes to like uh, evaluate the business skills or know how they can be applied but but definitely as like the alta also wants to connect the business and technology and disaster and so so i think there is there is value in that so we have been very the technology-heavy company also, mm. based on people's yeah. focus and background. After all, I think the question is that if you could have a time machine and you could go to the year 2007 or whatever and fix things, what you would you do something uh, otherwise or, or uh, would you go mm. with the same path as you did? Uh, yeah, this also reminds me, like, we actually had this thought that we need somebody to the business side because we knew that we are not selling uh, selling like crazy, <laughs> like that, yeah. that, and and we actually joined forces when starting the company. We joined forces with a, with a third guy uh, who was studying business, doing business studies, and had had similar ideas. So we thought, okay, this makes sense. But he actually, uh, uh, while being with us like a bit more than a year, decided to uh, continue uh, or focus on technology and moved to London <laughs> to study computer science. So <laughs> so so we kind That's, of. Uh, yeah. Tried, tried to get a, a, a business per- person in the team, but also he was more technology oriented after all. So we, we have kind That's of weird. Some, some attempts with one advisor, one, one uh, co-founder <laughs> at that point. So, uh, but yeah. so we didn't manage to like attract the right business skills in the, uh, um, despite several attempts. Um, but then also kept learning about that. But clearly for us, the big thing was to figure out that the business model wasn't working and to make the change of the audience. Uh, and I'm not sure if somebody would have been in the team to like see that earlier, that would have been very valuable. Mm. But also we needed to push a little bit, uh, be there offering this uh, marketplace for universities and companies to others, to the entrepreneurs to find us and like give the right signal. So it was maybe also requiring a bit of time to, to figure it out. Yeah. But but definitely like the overall I think it's very good to have people thinking from different points of view. So so in that sense uh, like now now based on this 
since February, this spring experience, I would say that going a bit earlier for uh, experienced business person is probably a good idea, but all depends on the case, of course. But Where do you see shared tribe? Let's say, in, okay, maybe in startup, startup life, the five years is quite long, but okay, in five years, what's the, what would be the dream position for you guys? Uh, <laughs> definitely, um, I, I want to see the like ecosystem being built around, like we talked about this WordPress model, because now we get so many people who want uh, their specific ideas to be fulfilled, which we can't yet do. So having the platform uh, on that state that our client can ask developers to do plugins uh, on, on uh, for ShareTribe, and there are a lot of plugins already available. So it's like a system where you can start, you can uh, pick components, big integrations, you can kind of uh, have like a app store for uh, app store for for ShareTribe, so that mm -hmm. you can it works for many many more business cases than than today, and that would also mean that we have lots more clients. So we are clearly cash flow positive. There would be tens of thousands of uh, clients because we have like 25,000 trials started already mm. and 600 paying customers. So it's kind of the situation that there is a lot of demand for this kind of stuff, but still our product can't fill, full, fulfill those. So definitely the key thing is to become kind of a, a good, good core product for the ecosystem to build things on top. And so that we could be serving a lot of entrepreneurs and I would also love to see more of this kind of co-ops of people of some local area joining their forces building a marketplace where they can offer their services and then sharing the reward of that yeah how about yourself where do you see yourself in a dream Five years in a dream world not not, <laughs> not where do you see actually but yeah. in best, in best case situation. scenario I I've been mostly like uh, interested lately like also regarding this path of like psychology and technology now i notice that actually the psychology part starts to interest me more and more and the people and the motivation and teamwork so so i could see i already see my role going a little bit towards that so i probably drop some more technical or uh, num numbers related roles and maybe be more like uh, caring and coaching for the team uh being kind of thing should try therapist <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of like <laughs> internal uh <laughs> therapist or like the recording the culture and how people work together uh understanding the motivation making sure we get a lot of uh good applicants like growing a yeah. team of great people like on the, on the people sector i i see kind of where where i'm currently moving and oh, i expect that to come in so yeah Sounds kind of flat like me. That's weird, uh, because I, I I was actually I have to tell this story because uh, when I applied for technical, I was actually uh, very interested in psychology, and I thought, okay, I can't make any money in psychology. And first of all, I don't I do not want to be a therapist. Like I I thought to myself, like that's that's not the case. So I started to did I spit on your glasses? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but. I, I was very interested in psychology, but I didn't find any career path from there. And I, I actually, my initial thought to was exactly the same, to combine technical and psychology. But here I am talking about it uh, in, in podcast, so maybe this is kind of like my, my, my opportunity to do mm. something with 
combine with, yeah, combine technology level, and yeah. talking. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. I had a yeah, but that's like that's a... that's weird because you sound not like <laughs> yeah. my my story. So yeah, and so, also thought yeah. of this that I don't I want to talk uh, with people about life, but I don't want to be therapist. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't want to talk only about problems. Yeah. So then, yeah. Then, but there's a lot of like this maybe coaching attitude and, yeah. and team coaching. Yeah. These kind of things are more pointed towards the future and the possibilities. So that's that's good stuff yeah mm-hmm. and i think it's a pretty good sign that also technical people are yeah you know interested towards the the hr side yeah. of or people as well or, not or only people. computers yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like the stereotypical yeah. coder is <laughs> like the stereotypical coder hey thank right. you auntie very much this was a pleasure if, thank you very if nice people time. want to uh find more about your you and share tribe where can they look at it uh com. Our website has uh, has a lot of info. I think there you can find the team page and you can read also more about me and you probably have some more links to my other stuff, stuff yeah. online. So you can find me in Facebook and Twitter and, and stuff through that also. Yeah, we will link those in, in the show notes. Yes, we will show notes. Hey, okay. thank you so much. Thank you for listening and thank you, Antti, again. This was real pleasure. I, I, I got so much out of this interview. Uh, yeah, if you want to find more about me, uh, you can uh, uh, follow me on Why Twitter. Do you I'm Oahan. Advertise yourself. He's Iron I Nurmi. I I I I Nurmi. Yeah. Iron Nurmi. This has been Star Talk. Thanks. <laughs>